Hey, Josue, do you button and zip, or the, do you zip and then button? I forgot what the right answer is. I believe it's... <laughs> There's z- no right answer. There isn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> I zip I, I zip and button. You zip and button? I button and zip. Really? Yeah. No, wait. Do I? <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I remember when I first saw Garibaldi and, and Sinclair talking about that, I I questioned myself, and suddenly I didn't know what I did anymore. Yeah, you just did the same thing to me. <laughs> I very confidently says zip and button, but I'm like, then why have there been so many instances where my fly is down? Was it post going to the oh. bathroom, or was it post oh. getting dressed? Or could it be that that uh, the 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 zipper doesn't stay up? That no, that no, doesn't make any sense. The, that, that's no, never happened that, to that's, me. That's madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now I got to pay attention to it. I mean, it's just like there are things you know you just don't pay attention to. Like if I start talking, if I call attention to your blinking, you'll suddenly be aware of your blinking. So it's just things that just we forget. Man, Babylon Five really makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Conspiracy of Light, <laughs> a podcast about Babylon Five and and everything related to Babylon and, Five and and uh, zippers and and maybe aglets and uh... <laughs> if they talk about it in the episode, it is on the table. It's fodder for fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. So today we're going to talk about Babylon Squared, which uh, you know we're 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 doing this this shtick about the the zip and button, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of kind of playfulness in the episode that I really enjoyed. Uh, it it gave the feeling that everybody's much closer than they have been in the past, mm-hmm. and like the whole scene in the beginning with Garibaldi and Sinclair messing with Ivanova, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that was priceless. So it's <laughs> there's been this slow progression of. Uh, I guess it's character development, but I think it's more character reinvention of Ivanova, right? Like yeah. she was so serious and stoic, right? And now she continues to be more and more, you know, like playful and cheerful and she's smiling and I don't know, she's even moving faster. I don't, I don't know, right? Like there's this energy to her that's very different from from the beginning of the show. And at the be- at the beginning of this episode, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they're they're just playing, you know. The exactly. three of them are just playing. Yeah. We got yeah. Sinclair with his mindful voice. <laughs> it's a good start, but again, it's like it feels like a different energy, particularly from Ivanova, yeah. because because Garibaldi and Sinclair they they already have this really great relationship. But you know, we say that, but when Lise shows up in the end of the show, in the end of the episode, we know. Garibaldi's having his flash or whatever. The fact is that she says that she's only known Jeff for a couple of weeks or only met him a couple of times before yeah. he goes to Babylon 5. And here we were assuming like this big back history between him and 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 Jeff. Like they were buddy-buddy or something. Yeah, that doesn't match up. I don't think it that doesn't. matches with what they've said before. Cause, like, first of all, what was that, right? Like when he saw Lise, was was it a vision? Was it a hallucination? Did he actually travel back in time? Was he reliving a memory? Like, I don't, 
I'm I'm not sure on the science <laughs> behind. Sure, what, all what those questions happened. are all good questions because I don't think we have any answers. Yeah, it was like they just described it as flashes, right? Right. Zaffir says it's different for everyone. Yeah, sometimes you flash forward, and it's different for everyone. So, so I don't know. So that seemed really strange because they have a history and they've talked about that history, and it didn't seem like that history is those two times we met before I agreed to come with you on on Babylon Five. So I remember, I remember at the beginning when Sinclair said something like. You know, like I, there was something about how Garibaldi was basically like blacklisted, and mm-hmm. Sinclair pushed to have him as his security officer because he was one of the only people he trusted. Yeah, and like he was for that's, his friend. That's a know? lot to develop in two two episodes of 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 meeting together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't look it up. I didn't go back and explore. You know quotes from previous episodes but that that felt strange it, would, it stood out yeah. to me a lot do you know yeah, do you i was kind of hoping for a, for a young garibaldi like you go to their teenage <laughs> years and they're in high school together yeah <laughs> why do you have more hair in this flashback you know? oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> um do you know production like what um in what order of production this episode was no, that part I do not know. I know that uh, that Straczynski wanted it towards the end of the season because um, it was a very important episode. But it, there's no talk about when it was filmed in terms of. I mean, I'm sure somewhere, some somehow you can find out. But there's no talk of it so that I can see. Because there's one episode that you told me was the last one they recorded of the season. And, oh, yeah. and I believe that was one of the more serious ones. I think it's the one where Ivanova saw the flashbacks to her, to her mom. Okay. With the, with the kid. And that was like a very serious one and there weren't very many aliens in it. And when you said that, it gets, it stuck in my mind. I was like, huh, why? Like, like, I don't, I don't know. Pro- production numbers sometimes matter in terms of things. And sometimes they can lead to like, plot holes and other things. So I'm just curious when this one was recorded. Okay, it's production number 118. I don't know what that means, though. That means that it was the 18th one in the first season. Okay. Yeah. So So it's so, definitely earlier than some of the ones we've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pub, uh, like broadcast-wise, it's the 20th, right? So, so yeah, so it was okay. recorded towards the end. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, so, well... I have Here no we insights, are. We, thanks to that. <laughs> so, yeah. so we know where Babylon 4 went to, sort of, kind of? We have, we know where, we know that it disappeared before Babylon 5. Yes. And now we know when it reappeared for now. Yeah. Because it, it kept moving, right? Like after this, it disappeared again. Yeah, Flying Dutchman was a really good metaphor for mm-hmm. it, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Or inspiration. Never never reaching home. Yeah, it could be inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. This this episode has so much to cover that there's like so just to kind of almost like bullet point it, we've got the Grey Council going on with the Lynn. We've got the appearance of this character Zathras. We've got Babylon four shifting back and forth in time. We've got this strange character called the One who keeps showing up. 
um, or he keeps being talked about. Um, just a lot going on and a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of questions answered, but there's definitely a lot of uh, questions generated. So there is one question that was answered. That is? Why the Membari stopped the war. Oh, uh, yes, there is that. Yep. So so let, let's start there, right? So the Great Council, they call Delenn over and they want her to lead the council, which means she has to stop you know, she has to leave Babylon 5 behind and stay as part of the Great Council leading it, you know, forever. Yeah. And, and she refuses the, and in a five to four vote of, because there's nine of them, right? Yeah. The Council of the Nine, uh, she, in a five to four vote, they agree to let her not accept. <laughs> yeah. She's I thought it was votes. kind of a weird thing to even have to call a vote for, but... I don't know yeah. what happens if they d- agreed that she wasn't supposed to be able to do that. I mean, she I know. wasn't going to stay, most likely. That would have been more dramatic, yeah. I mean, yeah. knowing her, she probably... I don't know. I don't know if she would have like been agreed because it was her duty, you know? Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't have surprised me, but... But yeah, but like again, she was one of the five votes, but she <laughs> it was a five to four vote. They let her go, and then she like she doesn't know right if they're gonna let her on to the to the great council in the future but as of right now she is removed from the great council which was a position of power yes they her her reasons were that um She's her following reasons the were, calling of her heart yeah yeah it was like it was it was a calling um but basically like, she feels that there's unfinished business and mm-hmm. It's related to the reason why the Membari War was stopped, which was because of the prophecy that the humans had a larger role to play, that they had a destiny. Yes. And so, obviously, like she's obviously talking about Sinclair in a way, right? <laughs> she she believes in him, and then also when she says goodbye to another one of the members at the end, he gives her something called the tri triluminary triluminary. So there's yes. three of them. And she she gets to keep one of them, and he said, you know, you'll another mystery. But it's like, you know, if what you're saying is true, you will need it more than we do. Yes, and you can eventually return it. So all of that like was really really interesting. I like um, the idea. I'm going to let you borrow this relic for just a little while. Yeah, and and obviously like he he didn't he didn't ask anybody else. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah. He snuck they it over. They won't miss it. He was he was almost uh, mischievous about it. Yeah, he covered it up like in a like in a scarf or a, yeah, yeah. So so again, that's that's all super interesting. That's all like, you know, we're reaching the end of the season. Delenn feels that her, but she was put in a strange situation where she was pulled away from Babylon Five and presented with this information. She didn't know she was going to have to make this decision. And right, she, summoned she, I come. Yeah, and when presented with the again decision, right, that she was going to lead it, she refused and decided I'm not going to. So that was like a big day for Delenn. Definitely a big yeah. day. <laughs> it's Delenn's big day out. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's the name of the episode. It should have been. Uh. So so yeah so so that happened. So anything else to add to that? Well, so they did talk a little bit about Ducat. They said the period of mourning is over, 
And so that means that there was meant to be a time at which when in which the there was no leader. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So they I guess they were meant to sort of democratically continue to make decisions without a leader. But I thought the whole point of the nine was not that there was a leader, that the nine were the leaders. Yeah. Um and well, I reflect know. a little bit on the Tolkien connection here because the nine the nine rings of power, there's the nine people in the Grey Council. Yeah. They're called the Grey Council. Gandalf was Gandalf the Grey. Mm-hmm. Um and and Straczynski says he doesn't pay homage to things. I I, I read that today, but um there there's so much uh Tolkien going on in some of these things. Um but so the other piece was that uh it was Ducat, I guess, was the one who said that the humans have some role to play. And my impression was that she was sent to Babylon five to maybe ascertain whether or not that truth was real, to identify, you know, the humans. And then there's this other piece that I, I think is really important if I can find it here. That is that she makes a statement, almost like a, a diatribal statement to talk about humans, which is really more, I mean, when you think about it in terms of the science fiction writer speaking to the audience, he's speaking to what he believes humanity is or what he sees humanity is. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, she's speaking for the Great Council, but it's really directed towards us to kind of almost bring us in touch with our greater natures. Um, so she says, uh, you know, they say that humans are ruled by passions. They're, they fight and they argue and they're emotional. And she says, and that's their strength. They don't seek conformity. They don't surrender. Out of their differences comes symmetry, the unique capacity to fight against impossible odds. Hurt them and they only become back stronger. The passions we deplore have taken them to their place in the stars and will propel them to a great destiny. The only weakness is that they do not recognize their own greatness. They forget that they have come to this place through two million years of evolution, struggle, and blood. That they are better than they think and nobler than they know. They carry with them the capacity to walk among the stars like giants. They are the future, and we have much to learn from them. That's some heavy stuff. Yeah. And you lay in that on the audience to recognize their own... I mean, it, it, it's a little bit manifest destiny greatness in human being kind of thing going on here um but i like this piece that we don't recognize the the power or the 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 greatness we have and i think just telling people that and trying to call on your better angels so to speak your better qualities with a speech like that is can be meaningful they've done it in in star trek a few times too various alien races looking on our race and assessing our race in such and such a way in order to give information to our race, ultimately. Yeah. That that part really sticks with me, just because it's, it's always nice to have these diatribes that are, are so meaningful anyway. Um, Humans don't suck. Is a monologue. That's true. What's that? Humans don't suck. We don't suck. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. We don't have to, anyway. Yeah, True. Yeah, and she and that, says all that's of that. The in, trick. Yeah, and she says all of that in response to one of them who says, "Like, psh, maybe the prophecies are wrong." You know, like, yeah, I, I thought that, Let that was prophecy funny. take care of itself is kind of what they say. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it refers to someone else. You know, maybe it wasn't the humans. And I found it funny that it's like 
the that prophecy in particular they, they they've hung on it for so long and they either you know conveniently don't care anymore or it's it's been long enough and we need to move on because it's it's a pretty big prophecy yeah yeah. Well, you know, I come from a Judeo-Christian background, so I know that there's this sort of moment in in Jesus's life where the Pharisees and all the different religious sects look at him and say, you know, that can't be right. That's not what we've been waiting for. There's something else out there, even though he matches all the prophecies, you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's it, it's it, it it prophecy of convenience almost in the midst of of someone who's taking the prophecy very seriously and and I guess, you know, following a path that she feels is the right path as opposed to the convenient path. Yeah. Prophecy will take care of itself is such a strange thing to say because it's the same as that guy. I'm going to have all kinds of Judeo-Christian stuff going on here. It's the same as that guy who's like waiting for God to rescue him from the flood and God comes by in three different forms and he says, no, I'm I'm waiting on something else. And... (laughs) Then he dies, and he's like, well, we sent three persons to help you out, and you didn't recognize any of them because he was the kind of person who said prophecy will take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the, the Great Council is, is fascinating to me. They, 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 they fly through the universe in this big ship. Apparently, they don't leave the ship, except for maybe emergency reasons. No. Yeah, Seems- no, I get the impression that that's, that's where they live. It's like their monastery in the sky, basically. Yeah. But it, it seems very strange, and they, they meet in dark places <laughs> with someone operating spotlights. <laughs> yeah. Would you really think, were they actually there? You know? It was like, I, I, I assume that they were, but, you know, they handle it in a way it's like lights on, lights off, and then... Yeah, and then they what, make it very they, mystical. And then they, what, sneak around the other per- person who still has the light on? <laughs> Yeah, the lights are all off, and then you just kind of like hear people quietly move past you. Yeah, like at the end, all the lights shut off except for the lens. So, like, was that just protocol? Was she just waiting for them to go out the door before she went? <laughs> I guess so. And probably if you keep her in the light, then you you keep it. You make it that much harder for her to see anybody else leave. True, Good but point. it's still. I hear you next to me. You, you didn't disappear. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you don't mind, I I would like to jump from from this uh-huh. to the one, and then absolutely, and then have all that context to talk about Babylon four and and the rest. Okay. So, so the one right is this figure that we see that we see um, appearing suddenly, right? Yes. Uh, what's the name of the alien? Zathras. Zathras. Right. So. Zathras. Yeah. So like Zathras is on on Babylon four. He just appeared out of nowhere. He apparently has something to do with this. He's waiting for the one. Sinclair appears. He looks at him. He's like, "You? Oh no, you're not the one." Yes. So we see later this like uh, apparition, right? Very similar mm-hmm. to uh, the way that the the guy appeared in from the machine, right? Like a projection. Um, yeah. yeah. But here, uh, like he's fading in and out. He's in a suit. And he's like, "Oh, that's the one, right?" And yeah, and okay, there's this mystery: who's the one? Blah blah. Right? Like, once all the Babylon uh-huh. stuff is forest stuff is done, we can we can go back to that. You you learn that the one, this person who is trying to uh, 
we don't even know what he was trying to do really right like he no. it seemed like he was trying to save it and then uh Zathras gave him a device which was supposedly like stabilizing Babylon 4 he gave Mind it to stabilizer. him yeah yep the equalizer was it stabilizer stabilizer right and he gives it to him uh the one disappears but at the end of the episode we see the one yes and he takes off his helmet and it's an old Sinclair yes and he says I tried to warn them but it happened exactly as I remember it yep and then someone who is obviously Delenn <laughs> obviously <laughs> who doesn't actually appear in the episode but yes her voice is heard obviously Delenn there's no like there's there's no like they should have just shown her <laughs> <laughs> There's no mystery. She didn't change her voice. It was Delenn. Puts her hand on his shoulder, and I forget, I forgot what she said uh, specifically. Do you have it written down? I'm I'm hoping that I do. Hang on, because I want to get the words right. I want to misquote. I don't her. know that I did write it down this time. Well, it was, it was basically like you know, like you know, we'll, we'll like we're still on a mission, right? We still need to do what we need to do. Right. And then right. and then he like he walks off camera with someone who's obviously Delenn. There's no there's no <laughs> there's no mystery yeah. there. Uh so which is is I wanted to tie that to what we talked about before because like she just made this huge sacrifice based on her beliefs and putting her trust in this greater destiny uh, that Sinclair has and so we see what is maybe many many years into the future them two doing something right and we, we don't know what that is that's part of the mystery but that was pretty freaking cool because where we're left at the end is that babylon 4 is required to fight a war yes great a, war as as zathra says and we don't know when <laughs> right no. there's something interesting because when he asked when when uh when the commander or whoever was in charge of babylon 4 asked for the year they said oh, it's 2265 i think 2258 2258 and then when they asked zathras what year it was where he's from he's like i don't know we say it's 4995 yes it's like well if they're using the same system that's 2,000 years into the future. Uh, but if not, then it's just another mystery and we don't know. You know. Also, he's an alien race that they've never seen before. So, right. So, I don't know. If if Babylon, if Sinclair is taking Babylon 4 to fight a war 2,000 years into the future, that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that's what's happening. But... That is that is what has been suggested to me, and I am all for it. <laughs> yeah, Zathras kind of. You would think he wouldn't be able to talk about this, you know. If if we're talking about, you know, you're always afraid of infecting the timeline. That's always a big deal, you know. Nobody was worried about it here, except that apparently Sinclair couldn't touch the one because he got shot back. Yeah. Um, Just but typical... he says it was a great war, a terrible war with much killings, great darkness. Uh. To, sa to help save the galaxy on the side of light, so they tell me, must have, or it is the end of all. The one leads us, the one tells us to go, we go. We live for the one, we die for the one. Yeah. 
pull this place through time to save us all. Yeah. Zathras is just a really cool character. I, I just really love, uh, he's played by Chem Choate, uh, just did a great job at, at playing a completely alien character to us. Yeah. Yeah. So much mystery. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, you so, know, it's, this is one of those moments where it's so hard not to ask you about the future. Yeah, it is so, so hard not to talk about it. <laughs> so hard. Like, I don't want you to answer any of these questions, right? But part of me is like, oh, does Zathras appear again? Or like, like I know in, I don't know, uh, I don't really know anything story-wise, but I know things production-wise, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't even know if I should mention this on the show yet. But <laughs> you know some some internal things that that uh, maybe people who are first watching it don't know. Yeah, I should have mentioned. Okay. It. I'm not going to mention it, right? I'm not okay. Gonna. Yeah, but yeah, this is a hell of a way to start ramping up the end of a season. Again, these, yeah. this is just like a hell of a run of, of episodes. But oh, there's so much that I want to know. I, I I really don't want you to answer the question. I just want to. I just want to keep watching. <laughs> yeah. But this is very interesting stuff. Very interesting. Now, questions that I do have right now is like, well, what's so special about Babylon 4? You know, like, why not yeah. Babylon 5? I mean, well, and, and that's a good question. Uh, well, I mean, Babylon 5 probably wouldn't exist if Babylon 4 hadn't been taken out of time. Uh, yeah, but time time travel Because works. obviously they made 1, 2, and 3, which is some amazing amount of money they spent on 1, 2, and 3. They were all destroyed and yet tried for number 4. Number 4 got vanished. And number 5, they... they they put, I mean, the amount of money put into Babylon 5 just for this this hope for peace has been an amazing amount of money. Well, I didn't even think about the fact that if like, okay, if there's this huge war in the future, right? Yeah. What if this is like a Terminator scenario where whoever the enemy is came back in time and destroyed Babylon 1, 2, and 3, and then uh, the only way to save 4 was like by displacing it through time. Ooh. And now number five is also at risk from being, well, maybe, maybe number five doesn't matter because number four wins the war in the future. But it's like, you know, it's like going back and killing John Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they exploded one, two, and three. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's so much going on here. Yeah. And there's, there's so much to, I mean, is it, is our first, it's our first time seeing time travel. Yes. Of any sort, I believe. Why'd you say first time? Because I oh, I never remember with different science fiction shows whether or not there's more time travel or not more time travel. Gotcha. Well, again, like, based on based on this, there 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 probably be more time travel. But yeah, there hasn't been anything. I mean, this there's a little bit of yesterday's Enterprise going on here because it just kind of switches to completely different realities a couple of times. Yeah. Those flashes yeah. that people have when we see. Uh, Sinclair with with Garibaldi, and Garibaldi has the big gun. And he says, "I was made for this." <laughs> and there's some kind of war going on. Yeah, some kind of battle. Yeah, which which we so didn't they serve together? No, right? They met after the war. That's my understanding. They met after the war. So in that case. Unless maybe Lise just didn't know. Lise says she's met him a couple... You know, it could be that Lise doesn't know. It's true. Well, I'm just wondering... what's the point in having it in the show if if it's not something true? uh, uh, 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, so so that's like the relationship between Lise and Garibaldi was something you know it was it was important in the last episodes. Yeah. So I can it kind of like continues that thread, but we don't get any clarity on whether or not that was the past or the future that war that that battle yeah. that we saw because Gar- because Sinclair just says what was that what just happened and that's yeah because that was his said, flash whatever right that was his flash yeah but we don't know if it was a flashback or a flash forward right or something else right he's a or it, yeah it, I think Zathras even hinted at the possibility that it might be alternate realities uh I didn't get that what, what did he say that made you think that I could be wrong Maybe maybe I just heard it in my head, because um, because I didn't get that impression. He he, okay. from Zathras's words, it seemed like he was very aware of the time displacement, and and then again the the other guy from Babylon Four said, you know, sometimes it's the past, sometimes it's the future. It's different for everybody, but yeah, I didn't get an an impression that it could be an alternate. If Babylon Five has a mirror universe, I'm done. I'm done. You know I don't like the mirror universe. I'm, I'm, I, I, I retire. I quit the show. <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I actually did not care for the for some of the things in the first season of Discovery because of that. Mirror universe is fine one time, one time. <laughs> oh, hey, don't if get Kira me gets on. to be this dominatrix, I, I dig mirror universes. Don't don't get me started on Mary Universes. My only issue I was looking with- for anything that Zathras said, and I can't find anything Zathras said that that would lead me to believe that. So I'll have to go back and because gotcha. I don't have the entire script in front of me. I just have you know bits and pieces that people thought were important. I thought you were dedicated, <sighs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, live so- for the one. I die for the one. But I still gotta work. <laughs> so so all of that is is. Is amazing, right? And so, obviously, those things all bookend the fact that Babylon Four disappeared years before, like years ago. I forgot how many years ago. Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. But it it's uh, it seems like it's been a long time, like maybe at least 150 years. I think. What? No, Babylon Four. I think. No, that's impossible. Know. That's impossible. You just said 150? I don't... Hang on. No. I'll see if I can find answers for you. Don't you remember the guy that was on... Um, what's his name? The guy who was a mechanic on oh, all of the previous ones? Oh, the guy who who was a mechanic. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Like, these, these things were built pretty quickly. So, I think it was. I think it was like four years. I don't think it was more than that, but... I, don't, I may just be thinking four because Babylon four, but it was something like four or five years. So it disappeared and that's it. No one knew what happened. Like the other ones seemed, we seem to know that they had like, they exploded, something happened. This one disappeared. So now someone at the beginning is flying off. Uh, like he's, you know, a recon mission. It just reappears. It kills the the pilot from Babylon Five. So they go over to investigate, and they, you know, it's like it's like flashing in and out of existence, within this strange cloud, because like they travel through this cloud, right? When they when they get to it, and then yeah. they board. There's this one person who's attacking them. That was, there was no explanation whatsoever about that guy. Like he was he was firing off. Oh, the them. one who was saying saying. Uh, 
uh, I know it's you. Th- they were monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no like there was there's no context given to that. They Garibaldi went like held him up, and then the Babylon Four crew came over. I was like, oh, we'll take care of him. I was like, but what what was that all about? Like, what is he scared of? Maybe oh, maybe he had a flash, right? That could be. I, I was just thinking, you know, being pulled back and forth through time might do something to your mental state. I mean, look at yeah. the commander of Babylon 4. He doesn't really seem like he's together, but he's not really together. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's... He's, he's a nervous, yeah, nervous he's wreck, nervous. basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, like, they had a theory, but it wasn't until Sinclair came on that he confirmed that they've been jumping through time. Right, he said we've become unstuck in time. Yeah, so who knows how, what other years they visited, right? Forward, backward, yeah. who knows? So, but again, that that one guy, he, I'm guessing now, I didn't think of that before, but he probably had a flash. Take him out, then they, they go meet, um, what was the name of the alien again? Zathras. Zathras. That's when they meet Zathras, and he does, like again, yeah, awesome. The guy with the great sideburns. Great sideburns, great performance, <laughs> you know, and is explaining, half explaining the fact that, hey, we, I'm here because I was sent here to bring Babylon Four yeah. to this war through time to this war. Sinclair's like, yeah, bring it forward or backward. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what <are> you saying? <laughs> oh, also, this is the first time. I believe in any of the episodes, and not only time travel, but they talked okay. about tachyon levels. Yeah, they they started with talking about tachyons, and yeah. I was like, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's a pretty common word you hear on on Star Trek. Not so common on Babylon Five. Yeah, yeah, that came out of nowhere. So I was like, oh, okay. And then you know, and then I think I think that fills in kind of all the gaps, right? It's like <laughs> Zathras just like escapes very very easily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two guys are looking at each other like. Like they were <laughs> really uh, lost in thought, staring at each other. <laughs> he just yes. runs out, like, "Whoa, oh, go, <laughs> catch him!" Yeah, Zathras was gonna take any any chance he could, basically, to get out of there. Yeah, and so that's what and he, he doesn't seem like he's a harmful person. He just seems like he's just a, a person on a mission. Yeah, and he said he fixed the stabilizer, and then yep. he he kind of like just passes it off to the one. Yep. And the one disappears. And they ask him, what's going to happen to Zathras? He says, well, I'll become unstuck in time. Yeah. Either you're going to, either I'm going to be killed because of something or I'm going to be killed because of this. Either way, it's bad for Zathras. Yeah. He said, <laughs> like, I'm going to, if this happens, I die. If this happens, I die. But it's okay yep. because that's life. Yeah. He did say that. That's life. Yeah. He's like, that is like, <laughs> death is life, you know? And in, in yep. the way that he spoke, I was like, that's, that's true. It's true. Uh, so it was lots more mysteries here, but we did get a few answers and it does really open up the world yeah. even more. Like we're still meeting new alien races. We still don't know anything, anything about the Vorlon. There's still mysteries about the, the, the Mimbari, but now yeah. there's this whole time element to it. I don't know. I think it's, so good, so good. <laughs> I was just looking through notes, and and there's this moment that uh, Delin is talking to uh, her friend on uh, on the Great Council ship, and he says, "These are curious times, Delin. I feel a great change in my bones, a new beginning, an end. I cannot say. We are surrounded by signs and portents, 
and I feel a darkness pressing on our backs. If ever you needed me, I am here. Yeah. Now, Vaidlin, go with you and light your way. Yeah. So the Signs and Portents was the name of this series of Babylon 5, the, the season one episode hmm. of Babylon 5. So so what are, so season one has a title? Yeah. And it's called Signs, Signs and, Portents. and Portents. Okay. Yeah. When it came up, I, I was like, I, I know that phrase, but I wasn't sure if it was related to this. I don't remember if you had mentioned it before. No, I think if you, well, if you had the box, okay. if you had the DVD box, um, it, it lists it as signs and portents. And now I'm I'm just looking for now. Let's see, just okay. to make sure that I'm right here. Okay. Yeah, season one, signs and portents. Ooh, okay. And there was an episode named signs and portents. There was, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so now we've got that statement. And I, I hadn't even realized it until I just, you know, I was just looking through quotes from the, from the show and I'm like, wait a minute, they, they said the title, they said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how anytime you read a book or you watch a movie and it it doesn't seem to have like the title of the book or movie doesn't seem to have anything to do with what's going on and then they say the thing <laughs> yeah 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 we know it's important because they say the thing I know, I know we've like his dark materials is on our mind but that just happened to me with the amber spyglass oh yeah they never meant they never call it the amber spyglass in the book and it no, they don't. That's true. It's just like at one point where she's like, oh, they took the two pieces of glass and they put it together for her in a way that resembled a spyglass. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's as close as we're going to get, isn't it? Because exactly. it's made of amber, but we didn't like. It's funny. <laughs> well, I don't think they ever called the alethiometer the golden compass. You're right. You're right. But they do call the knife the subtle knife, though pretty sure uh that that might be true yeah 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 i can't get into it but i just gotta say holy crap <laughs> they've done a good job with that oh into his dark materials with his with his dark oh, yeah. materials yeah, yeah. Again, who knows when this episode will be published day. but <laughs> it just started on hbo and it's great <laughs> yes yorick is in the next episode future yes. listeners <laughs> <laughs> future listeners from the past yep <laughs> So, anything else from this episode that that left you, left you hanging, left you in no, man, awe? I, no, I think I think we covered everything, and there were a lot of those moments where somebody said something. I was like, "Oh, that's that's really deep. Or that that sounds important." Or that's yeah, that was a hell of a way to say something. <laughs> and yeah. and I think we touched on all those moments. It's I, I do I I do like the like the fact that we heard the whole Grey Council spiel. Uh, yeah. summoned I come in Valen's name I take the place that had been prepared for me I'm gray I stand between the candle and the star we are gray we stand between the darkness and the light that's the entry point into the gray council basically I guess that's the the statement that you make when you come in yeah and I brought this up a few episodes ago but the Mimbari have this you know we're in we're, we know what's best for the universe attitude and they're kind of, again, they, we knew that they stopped the war. We didn't know why. Now we have a, a better idea of why. I guess I guess we have an answer. It's a very, it's funny because at this point it's a very Membari answer. <laughs> you know? I, yes. I don't know that it's necessarily a satisfying one. And, and that like, there, there was no mystery solved right now because it is all based on prophecy and and. And things that haven't happened yet. 
And so, I don't know, it, it kind of, it makes the Membari, like, I feel like I understand the Membari more now. Mm-hmm. They seem less, uh, they seem less powerful to me. They seem less threatening and they seem more, I don't know, mother, mothering <laughs> and smothering. Right. It's like okay. they're, they're making oh, that's these, an interesting. Okay. Yeah. They're, you know, they're helicopter, the helicopter moms of the universe. Yeah. Are they the are, they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, I don't know. Like, like I don't feel they've got the warships and blah, 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 all that. Right. But like they, yeah. they're, they're very much like a religious organization where they're making decisions based on future prophecy or old text and, and so they don't seem very, I don't know. There was a bigger mystery and now I feel like I understand them better, which makes okay. them, especially through the lens, it's like, oh, they're, they're just people too. You know, yeah. they're people with a different take on the world, on the universe. And they're just doing what they think is best, which is funny. Uh, Zathras was the mm-hmm. name, right? Zathras said something similar to that. Right, it was like I was sent here to bring this vessel to win the war. I was sent mm-hmm. here because this is what, like, this is just what has to happen so that we can win. So I'm doing it. You know, this very, it's like he 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 wasn't really thinking about it. You know, he was given orders yeah. and he was doing it. And yeah. I think I feel like the Mambari are very. There's a there's something that is leading them, right? Like very different than what, how Delenn described humanity, right? Where we're motivated by all of these different things and the Membari aren't, right? There's like, again, there's like religious... They do seem a little single-minded. Yeah. Uh, I Uh, mean, even to the point that they have this gray council body that's floating in space that is, I mean, presumably they have a home planet, but we only ever encountered them in, you know, these places. Yeah. Uh, And... I don't know. It 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 I can see how you're like we're we're getting a little more veil shift in the world of the Mimbari where we can see a little bit more into their world as as we see them sort of go through their rituals and do their thing. Uh but we still don't know a lot about the Grey Council. But something like something in the dynamic has shifted now where Delen being on Babylon five mm-hmm. was she was a representative of the Mimbari, right? Yes. But now, if she's going to remain on Babylon 5, will she still be the ambassador? And if she is, like, like now I see Delenn as Delenn more than Delenn representing the entire Great Council and the Membari, which yeah, is interesting. Well, she because she wouldn't like, be now. I know, I know, I know. I'm assuming, right? I mean, I'm, Turned I'm her sh- back a little bit on, on, I guess, whatever they think her role should be. Yeah, so, so we'll see. But that, like, that changes the dynamic of Delenn as a character because yeah. now she's more like she's a she's a rogue, right? She's on her own. Delenn yeah. is, is there for different reasons than for what the Membari are there. So like, yeah, like I would fire her, right? She obviously doesn't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> interested in what the Membari want, but if she's going to stick around, then then she's someone else, right? Like she's she's yeah. her entire I don't, I don't want to say her existence, but like her entire, like her as a character has, she just changed completely in this episode. 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a shift going on there. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, incredible. it's like that's us inc- walking to our bosses and saying, you know what, I, uh, I, I know you want me to take this this particular position, but really, I just don't want to be here. <laughs> I sort of I, I'm supposed to be home right now. <laughs> I sort of did that at a job where I had basically uh, like a morning and an afternoon job, or like a uh-huh. daytime and an afternoon job in the same yeah. place. And I quit the one earlier, but I was like, but I still like the part in the afternoon, so I'm still going to do that. And and I did for a bit. And oh, okay, uh, okay, they 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 allowed that. They allowed it. They did not like it. <laughs> 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 they did not like it, but they allowed it, basically because they needed me. So I could yeah. I could see that where they're like, damn, you can still be ambassador, but we're we're not happy about it. Well, there we'll was a, a very friendly feeling to the people in the great council when they met her um you know that there was no animosity towards her even when she was i mean they're like this hasn't been done for a thousand years but clearly it's been done a thousand years ago uh and then and then to call them back this has never been done but i guess if anybody's ever going to do it we should do it now (laughs) yeah yeah again still still fascinating but more, more of the fascinating is is just Delenn as a character. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be neat to see what happens next for her now that she's kind of untethered from her, from her group. Yeah. Now I'm just convinced that if we had a two, like if we decided every episode of Conspiracy of Light is gonna be two hours long, we could fill that time. Like there's always <laughs> stuff we could find. <laughs> I'm like, no, we hit all that. No, oh, that's also very important. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, we we get the snapshots we get that are the most meaningful to us at the time, and and I promise you, if you come back later, you will find more things to hang your hat on than you had before. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, we can we can. I know we haven't talked about this at all, but I'm I'm curious if we do a like a a reflection episode at the end of the season where we talk about you know, signs importance as a season because there's a lot of stuff that we can look back on. I don't know. Just putting that out there. That, no. That's something to talk about. Maybe yeah. to be in the front of the first episode of second season. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's possible because you kind of reflect on the, the you know, we'll have our own uh, clip episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> yes, it would. I don't know how anybody does that. But yeah. Then there was that time that Hostway said, and then you have the... The way you do that is that you have an unpaid intern. Oh, yes. That's the way you do that. Unpaid interns are awesome. Yeah. All right. I could use some unpaid interns to work on our show here. I'm good to go. I can't. I can't wait to watch the next two episodes. Yeah. So we'll the the next episode is. Oh wait, I knew it. I knew something it. Something of mercy. Uh, quality of mercy. The quality of mercy. Yeah. So we got two episodes to before the end of the season, and uh, I, I think those two episodes are going to be very eventful. Ooh. <laughs> We've been leading up to it. So good. Good. Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, there's. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, I can say without spoiling it that there's good stuff coming because I've already told you that in getting you involved in the entire universe. So, I assume the show gets better <laughs> and more things happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and then Sinclair does this, and Delenn does this, and uh, Jakar does this. So <laughs> lots of good things stuff will to happen. Come. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. So, well, once again, I I, ter- I thoroughly enjoyed these conversations. Uh, just getting to reflect on on Babylon Five. So I, I look forward to seeing you back here again next week. When we'll see if mercy has quality. We'll see. <laughs> All right, folks. And if you are interested in uh, participating in the discussion about Conspiracy of Light or Babylon 5, uh, you can do so at the forums at Geek Therapy. That's uh, Geek Therapy. Ah, you're going to say it for Forum.geektherapy.com. Forum.geektherapy.com. There you go. And, of course, you can come to the Discord as well. That's at geektherapy.com forward slash discord if you want to just talk about things randomly and and talk with a great crowd of people and uh, find your support nest because that's what we are is a support nest. A support nest for geeks who want to talk about geeky things. All right. All right, Jose, we'll see you next week. And uh, everybody else, thanks so much. We'll see you again soon. Bye, everyone.